Welcome to the January 13th, 2019 edition of the BitcoinNews.com Daily Podcast, where we cover the biggest stories in Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency every single day. This is your host, Space Marine, live from space with my space wife. Say hello. All right, jumping into the market analysis. Bitcoin has risen, and this is recorded on the early morning of the 14th. Bitcoin has spiked after dropping to $3,500 or so. Uh, it's now back up to like $3,700 about. It's actually at $3,670 to be exact. So let me explain the past few days of what's happened in the Bitcoin market. So Bitcoin was at $4,020, and it dropped first to uh, $3,800, and then quickly after that to uh, $3,600. And that happened on January 10th. The exact reasons for that are kind of unknown, but it seemed to have popped the Tron bubble TRX. Like Tron was rallying a lot. It was like a pump and dump. And Ethereum's fork is coming. That's probably affecting the market a lot right now because many of the major cryptocurrencies are actually tokens on the Ethereum blockchain. All right, so Bitcoin was at $3,600 from like the 10th through the 12th through the 13th. And then it... It, um, well, on the 13th, it dropped to uh, $3,500, and it was about that level for like a day, and now it's back up to $3,700. So it's kind of like a recovery bounce today, uh, as I'm recording here in the early morning of the 14th. It's a recovery bounce, and Bitcoin's up to $3,670, and the total crypto market cap went as low as 100 and uh, I believe $18 billion, but now it's back up to $123.5 billion, which is about where it was when Bitcoin was $3,600 or so. Uh, so it's recovered the market cap and Bitcoin's market cap is now $65 billion. I believe that's up from like about 61 billion. So that's pretty decent. So most of the recovery of the market cap is from Bitcoin and uh, Ripple's still number two. Ripple's ahead of Ethereum, but Ethereum is rallying good today. So Ethereum had like a 22% crash, um, from its peak around like a hundred and I believe it was like 150 something dollars, $160. And then it crashed to like $117, $116, but now it's back up to $129. So Ethereum is rallying today. And that rally, um, Ethereum actually rallied from like less than $100. So it was around like $85 and went all the way up to like 150 I believe, something like that. And that was from pre-fork speculation. So the Constantinople hard fork is coming. And I think the rally today is a little taste of that uh, pre-fork speculation once again. Basically, people think that the Ethereum inflation rates can be slashed because they're lowering the block rewards from three Ethereums to two Ethereums. So that cuts the inflation rate for Ethereum. So investors and speculators are excited about that. Also, there's a bunch of upgrades coming that are reducing transaction fees and gas costs. So, And also, they're implementing some code changes that makes it better for development of decentralized apps, dApps. So there's some good things about the fork, but then... That positive thing that they're branding as positive, lowering the inflation rate, is actually destroying the miners. The miners are the ones that get the inflation rate. They get Ethereum for securing the network with proof-of-work mining. And so this is kind of like a back and forth. It's like a double-edged sword. Like the investors and speculators want Ethereum to rise. They're speculating in it. And they think it will rise because of lowering the inflation rate. But then the miners are probably thinking, wow, they're disenfranchising us. Because Ethereum's price declined from $1,400 in January 2018. All the way down to uh, less than $100 in December 2018. And now it's back up over 100 a little bit. But Ethereum's price is nothing like what it was at its peak. And a lot of the miners got totally wrecked. Like, if you go on the apps OfferUp and let go, like these local peer-to-peer selling apps where you sell stuff, whatever you want to sell, like a couch or a chair, you also see Ethereum mining rigs because people are just dumping them for whatever cash they can get because 
It's not profitable to mine Ethereum with most of the rigs that exist. So the hash rate has declined massively. A lot of miners got destroyed. And now they're lowering the block rewards. So, like, the miners we have left right now before this fork are, like, the most hardcore Ethereum miners that might be mining at a loss. Like, they're mining at a loss. They're not even getting profits because they believe in Ethereum and they want Ethereum coins. And they think Ethereum will go up long term. But then the Ethereum developers are like, nope. You know, we're going to ruin your business and make it even worse. Like, that 33% reduction in Ethereum mining rewards is enough to put a lot of people out of business. And this is just the beginning. Basically, the Ethereum developers have explicitly stated many times that they're transitioning to proof of stake, which means there will be no more mining of Ethereum, no more proof of work. And that's going to happen when the Serenity hard fork happens. So this is the Constantinople hard fork right now. And it begins the transition from proof of work to proof of stake. Basically, right now they're lowering the block order to make it like even worse for miners, get a lot of the miners off the network. They're actually trying to get the miners to quit. And then they're going to ban um, ASIC application-specific integrated circuits because those are the most powerful mining machines. And they're going to make them uh, a lot less efficient. They're not outright banning them, but they're going to cut out a lot of their efficiency within a few months with a soft fork. Uh, probably within a month or two because there's a big outcry for it. Remember that Ethereum Classic 51% double spend attack? Well, they're saying ASICs is what caused it, even though you can't really say that, but they're saying it. Uh, a lot of the communities, so they want to ban the ASICs, and the Ethereum developers already wanted to ban the ASICs before this happened. And, uh, so yeah, first they're slashing the block word, then they're going to, like, make the most efficient mining machines, like, way less efficient, and then they're going to have Serenity, that's the name of the next for hard fork after Constantinople. Serenity will be when Ethereum transitions completely from proof of work to proof of stake. Proof of stake is when you just hold coins in your wallet and you earn some interest from it, kind of like a bank account. And at that point, the miners will have nothing to mine for Ethereum. There will, there will be no more Ethereum mining, putting a whole big industry out of business and a lot of people out of business that they were planning for long term and they only got like a year or two of mining. It really sucks for them. And also from a more broader perspective, proof of work is way more decentralized because each and every person with a mining machine votes on what they want Ethereum to be. And this is why during this fork, things could happen because the miners decide what is the real blockchain. The longest blockchain is considered the real blockchain and the miners get to vote through their mining power and that's decentralization because you have miners all over the world deciding what to mine um if it's proof of stake it becomes almost completely centralized like they'll have voting proof of stake voting but the voting uh isn't that decentralized because basically no one's really gonna vote because when you vote you have to stake your coins and then the coins become not usable until the vote is over. So basically, you could vote, but then you won't be able to use your coins or trade them or anything. It's really ridiculous. And also, the exchanges will have most of the coins in their wallets, and the voting will be done by the exchanges and the developers, basically. And uh, so, yeah, we're looking at Ethereum uh, intentionally planning on becoming centralized. A lot more centralized. Not totally centralized, but a lot more centralized. So that's not good long-term. So there's some... Uh, that's not coming up as a big debate yet or a big problem, because people are pretty short-sighted about this stuff. Like, oh, the inflation rate is lowering. That's good. Well, they don't realize it's leading towards centralization of Ethereum. When you get rid of the miners, you get more centralized. And uh, that's going to probably be a big problem over the next year or two in a big debate that could really severely hurt Ethereum. Um, I'm thinking of EOS. When I think of centralization of a cryptocurrency, I think of EOS, because EOS was not supposed to be uh, centralized. It seemed like it wasn't going to be centralized when the ICO happened. It was the biggest initial coin offering in history, $5 billion raised. But then when it was actually launched onto its own native blockchain, it was centralized. There's a centralized team of block producers that could reverse and freeze transactions and stuff. So basically, EOS had a lot of potential. It still does, I guess, but 
its centralization drags down its price. Now the market cap is $2.2 billion for US and that's after a pretty good day today. It's up 5% today, but it's down, it's a 2.2 billion. Basically it's worth less than half of what the ICO raised. And if Ethereum goes the centralized route with proof of stake, if they don't do this properly, Ethereum is, could be taken down from being a top three cryptocurrency long-term, it's possible. They could also do it right in ways I don't know. They can make proof of stake very decentralized or something. I'm not leaving that out of the picture. Uh, but anyways, now back to the here and now. So there's this cool site called like ethernodes.org and they have a Ethereum Constantinople hard fork client adoption overview. And I've been watching this for the past like two days and uh, less than 16% of the nodes have upgraded for Constantinople. It's pretty crazy. And a lot of nodes are being added that are not upgraded for Constantinople, believe it or not. Um, like hundreds of nodes are being added that are not uh, ready for Constantinople. And I'm almost thinking this is about to be a coup d'etat where the miners are like putting their foot in the sand or they're putting their foot down and they're saying, no, we are not going to get rid of ourselves. Like if the miners go to Constantinople, they're going to lose a lot of their money and uh, get a lot weaker and it will be the beginning of their end. There will be no more Ethereum miners and it will begin with this. So maybe the miners will just put their foot down now and start a new version of Ethereum. And there's like thoughts about this going around throughout the Ethereum community and I think it's going to happen at least on some level. In the best case scenario, during a hard fork, there would be at least two Ethereum blockchains for a short period of time, in the best case scenario. In this sort of scenario, there's probably going to be another version of Ethereum that's favorable for miners. So, uh, yeah, we're probably going to be left with two versions of Ethereum, maybe more, who knows, because it's not a centralized process. You could have multiple groups breaking off, you could have one cryptocurrency forming that's like favorable for miners, and then you have the... And then we'll have the Constantinople version of Ethereum that's run by the developers that will eventually become proof of stake. So maybe long-term we'll be left with a coin that's favorable for miners that use ETH hash and a coin that's run by the developers of Ethereum that's becoming proof of stake in the Serenity phase. Uh, I think either way, the DApp enterprise, the whole space of DApps will survive. There's plenty of blockchain platforms, including Ethereum, that will be good long-term for DApp development. I don't think proof of stake is the best uh, way to have a dApp uh, platform because it, it becomes almost like an app at that point. It's not decentralized anymore if it's a proof of stake blockchain. Uh, so we have a lot to you know debate over and talk about over the next year with Ethereum. It looks like probably the next couple years will totally change Ethereum's fate. Um, I personally think they should not have messed with Ethereum, uh, but what they do is they put this thing in called the difficulty bomb. And so if they didn't upgrade to Constantinople now, the difficulty bomb would go off, like, really soon. I'm not exactly sure when it would go off. It might be, like, really, really soon it would go off. So if they didn't upgrade to Constantinople, and, like, some miners might be doing, they're going to have to upgrade and get rid of that bomb. And what the difficulty bomb does is it makes difficulty exponentially increase after a point, and then the blocks, like, get slower and slower until they stop being mined. And that's bad for the miners, and also it would, like, ruin all the dApps. So I think... Uh, the difficulty bomb should never have happened because it's forcing them to upgrade and giving them a really good reason to upgrade like every year and it's not good. It's not working out like it should have. Um, I don't think the original intention of this was like for at some point a development team to be in place that would get rid of all the miners and make it more centralized. So that's what's going on now. Uh, Ethereum is still behind Ripple. It got ahead of Ripple for like a few weeks uh, during the bear market and uh, Ethereum's only $300 million behind Ripple but I think when this fork happens and Whatever happens, happens. I think Ethereum will be well behind Ripple. It's still going to be ahead of Bitcoin Cash because here's the market cap breakdown. Ripple has a $13.7 billion market cap. Ethereum has a $13.4 billion market cap. And I think Ethereum's market cap will drop, but Bitcoin Cash is at $2.3 billion at number four. So 
Ethereum's not going to be at number four. It's going to be at number three after the fork, no matter how bad things get. At least, but long term, we'll see what happens with that uh, proof of stake serenity stuff that might be the opposite of serenity. So, all right, so a lot of the major cryptocurrencies are up today, but of course, they were down yesterday. Uh, Stellar's up a couple percent. Tether is at a dollar and three cents. So here's the new normal for Tether. Tether's been at like a dollar two cents, a dollar and three cents for like a while now. It's because they have transaction fees of like two to three percent. And uh, and that's actually hurting their adoption. So Tether originally had a two point eight billion dollar uh, circulation, and then it dropped to like one point seven billion dollars. Now it's back up to like one point nine billion dollars. But they're not expanding as fast as they could be. Um, there's this coin called USD coin, which is launched by Circle and Coinbase. And it's now at a $375 million circulation. It's at number 19 on a coin market cap and rising up the ranks pretty quick. I think USD coin could overtake Tether eventually because USD coin has zero fees while Tether has like 2 3% fees. And uh, so it's like really way less efficient to use Tether. And the only reason Tether is ahead right now is because it launched way earlier, like years ago. And it gained a lot of reputation. It lost a lot of reputation, too, because in October and November, it lost its bank accounts. That's why the market cap of it went down so much. But, yeah, I think USD coin's going to be coming up the ranks and could overtake Tether eventually, maybe even this year. It might take a couple years, but I think it's going to be within a year. Because USD coin has a United States bank account. It has regular um, reviews of its reserves. It's run by Circle and Coinbase. It will never lose its bank account. It won't. Meanwhile, Tether could lose its bank account. Like, Tether is in a small bank called Deltec in the Bahamas, and if they lose their bank account over there, uh, yeah, like, USD coin will probably overtake them, like, instantly, within, like, a month. All right, going down the list, Litecoin is up a few percent. Of course, it went down a few percent yesterday. Like, all these coins that are up today, like, basically went down the same amount. Like, Tron was down 10% yesterday. Today, it's up 12%. So, Tron has recovered. That pump and dump, they're trying to get it started again. The pump part... Uh, that happens in Pump and Dumb sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't completely crash out on the first crash. It just kind of like goes up a little and crashes even more. It's called a double peak. So Tron is in the double peak, I think, because Tron rallied way more than it should have, I think. Uh, they were saying, oh, Tron's the next Ethereum. The D-ups are going to be on Tron. Maybe that's true. If Ethereum, like, you know, wrecks itself with all these forks, Tron could come up the ranks and take Ethereum's spot. I guess that's possible. Maybe that's what's going on. All right, and then we got Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SV up a few percent today, but they were down like almost 10% yesterday each. So Bitcoin Cash is at $131 and Bitcoin SV is at $80. They both say they're Bitcoin. They say they're their original Bitcoin, but they're just altcoins. Bitcoin's Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SV are altcoins. All right, going down the list, Monero and Dash are up a few percent today. Of course, they were down even more yesterday. And then everyone's wondering, how about Dogecoin? Dogecoin's at $256 million market cap. Much well, such excite. And I'll end the market analysis with Burstcoin because Burstcoin is like kind of obscure, but it's one of the most unique cryptocurrencies. Like you got the privacy coins like Monero uh, and Zcash, and then you got uh, X11 Masternode, Dash. Then you got Litecoin, the king of script. Bitcoin, the king of cryptocurrency. Ethereum, the king of the dApps. Ripple, the king of Ripple. And uh, Burst is the king of proof of capacity, and I'm keeping my eye on it. It's up a couple percent today, $7.6 million market cap. So yeah, that's the market analysis and the stories for today. Basically, this week will absolutely be defined by this Ethereum Constantinople hard fork. I think a lot of things are going to be happening. It's going to be very interesting, and I'll keep you guys updated. 
Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to BitcoinNews.com 24-7 for the full spectrum of Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency analysis. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out.